Hey, it's Tommy with Alderman Farms. Welcome back to another edition of Hashtag Follow Fridays. I'm flying solo today with Patty out of town as I'm happy to introduce you to the art of creation. Well, Jason, thanks so much for taking time out of your evening to uh, come visit with us at Alderman Farms and introduce yourself to our viewers. So basically the floor is yours. Tell us who you are, what you do at your homestead, what's your channel all about, and, and what are your plans? Well, my name is Jason. My wife's name is Angela. You won't see her very much. Uh, she, she's never shown her face on camera. She's got magical hands. But uh, she, uh, but we, we live in Southwest Ohio, and um, I'm originally from North Carolina. She's from this area. And, um, but we live here in Southwest Ohio on a half-acre lot, and we grow every bit of our food in our backyard. Our front, the front half of our yard, you would never know. We, we exist with, this, with what we have in our backyard, and we just grow everything we can in our backyard on a small space. We've only lived in this home for uh, a little over six years. Uh, we practiced our first uh, 11 and a half years of marriage, growing food in, a, in containers on our back porch at an apartment in, in suburbia, okay, more or less, I guess. Suburbs are Dayton. Dayton and um, so we, we, we grew up our food growing ideas in small space. And we continued that here, but we're mixing it in with in-ground garden and containers and raised beds. And um, we bought three green stalks this year. We're gonna be planting a bunch of stuff in to expand the container idea. Um, we have chickens, we have 17 chickens out there that are our children, essentially. Uh, they've, they've all got names, they all have their own personalities and they all have a special relationship with, the, with their chicken mother. <laughs> So, um, um, yeah, but that, so they're the focal point kind of what we do in the backyard, but, um, we've learned how to incorporate using, you know, them for our benefit as well, as far as like we use their bedding for mulching around the tree, around our fruit trees that we're growing and for fertilization and to better our soil in the garden and things of that nature. But our ultimate goal here, um, well, I think with our channel and what we're doing is that um, Angela and I talked when we started this channel. We thought God called us to do this. Um, there's there's no hidden agenda. It's it's very blatant that um, my goal and our goal is to connect the love of God with the idea that he, he loves you so much that he created this food growing system for your benefit. And he thought about you in the first six days of creation, the first five days when he created everything, he created it with us in mind. And uh, you can see how much God loves you by simply growing food and understanding that this food is for your benefit. It's for the, the betterment of your life, for your freedom, for your health, and for your happiness and contentment. So that's, I think that's our, that's our main goal here with this whole thing. Well, that's awesome in a couple of ways. Uh, number one, uh, I'm, I'm appreciative that you're getting off the ground um, you know, just right out the door of uh, connecting the blessings of God to, to your food source. And, you know, Patty and I, we've been at this, uh, had our YouTube channel since March of 2012. And um, we never, we've never been shy about our faith. We've never hidden our faith. But really in the last year or so, maybe a couple of years, we kind of felt convicted that we needed to be a little bit more intentional mm -hmm. about sharing the gospel and, you know, kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, the Lord's given us a platform. We need to be more intentional about using it for his glory. 
Um, so we've done that. We've uh, we started a Monday meditation series and and we're just a little bit more open in, uh, in trying to point folks uh, to to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I, I noticed that about your channel and I'm very appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but second, you're also, I think, filling a niche. There's a misconception mm-hmm. out there. And I know you've probably run into this. There's a misconception out there. People who think when they think about homesteading. Uh, they think you got to have acres of land right. And, right. And, and all that kind of stuff. And right. I wish Patty was here because I know she wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, mm-hmm. One of her uh, concerns is, or one of her passions is teaching people to bloom where they're planted. Right. And right. that uh, it's amazing what you can grow. She has a friend uh, that, a YouTube friend that we met um, that was, I think she's got land now, but when we met her, she was living in an apartment mm-hmm. and a second story apartment. And you should have seen the food that this woman grew on her balcony. Yeah. I in bet. five gallon buckets, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we plant everything. We'll plant. We got, we have two fig trees in mug, in like big mug buckets, you know, the big massive yeah. mug buckets. We have, so we have two fig trees in mug buckets. We have two apple trees in, in mug buckets and, we're going to be planting more in muck buckets this year. Um, it's for multiple reasons. First of all, I mean, you can't shade our garden too much with all the trees. So our setup in a certain way, we want to keep the middle of our yard open as best we can because it allows the garden to get sun. But um, also just small space growing ideas. We've got those on our, on our, on our patio. And if we happen to move, we can take it with us. You know what I mean? So we yeah. are we're not having to replant trees and wait on those another five years before we can get fruit. So we kind of get a head start that's on that. That's brilliant. It's, that's a great idea. I mean, but it's just, I mean, our goal actually is to, to when we, when we, when we plant food, we want to make sure that we're planting things that are beneficial and, and more and, you know, for us and for our chickens, even they'll eat, they'll eat some of it too, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, sure. and also we, we want a variety of things. So like, um, it's not just 50 tomato plants and 25 peppers and some corn and some beans and we, and we're good. You know, we, we, we experiment with growing white Dixie butter peas. Um, we love to grow pink eye purple holes. My gosh, that's probably the most fantastic thing out of the ground you could possibly imagine. Um, but just a variety of things that we're not getting tired of eating the same thing all the time. I mean, it's, it's, Americans are very food centric. <laughs> you know, our, our taste buds will drive us to do certain things. It drives us to spend a ton of money at a restaurant just for a good meal. You know, we enjoy eating around the table with each other. We converse over it. God designed us this way. Jesus did that. Jesus went around and had meals and suppers and, and things like that. That's how he got to know the sinners was he sat down and ate with them. And that was, you know, how he met people where they were at. Was, hey, let's sit down and have a meal and let's talk. You know, yeah. we're very yeah. food centric, and and if you grow in our area, especially if you grow unique foods and you tell people about it, they're automatically peaked. So I can talk about that. I can talk about, and it leaves me it honestly leaves me a chance to talk about God to them and um, talk yeah. about how we do things. And and so it's always going to be focused on how we can connect that to Jesus in some manner, and how we can get a conversation started, how we can pique people's interest into our lifestyle. And um, if they if they're interested in your life, then hopefully for me they they've become they they become to, uh, come to an understanding that my life is centered around Jesus first, and then that's going to 
create ideas, thoughts, questions, conversations, and that's how you can change people's lives with, with doing so. Yeah, so. yeah, it's amazing how many, I mean, agriculture, and you're involved in agriculture, yeah. I'll use it in, you know, the term in, right. in you're doing agriculture, sometimes the agriculture is like a four-letter word, <laughs> you know, when we're thinking about big ag, you know, but no, right. what you're doing is agriculture, and agriculture is replete with springboards to the gospel, mm -hmm. you know, and it, because yeah. if you, if you look at scripture, yeah. look now, and I get it, the, the biblical times that was an agricultural society. Yeah. Well, God's sovereign. He did that on purpose. <laughs> and, and, and there's so many scriptural references and scriptural yeah. analogies in, uh, around agriculture, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a, a grain of wheat abides alone unless it falls to the ground and dies i mean on and on and on and on right and uh so so yeah i commend you for uh having your spiritual antennas up uh you know looking for opportunities to mm -hmm. to use what you're doing with your hands If, if, we, uh, if we grow more food, like our, our idea here is that when we sit down and when we eat in the evenings, Angela's cooked a meal, she, uh, she, we want to make sure there's something on our plate that we grew, whether it be just some peppers and something or whether it be a tomato, some tomato product she's canned, something on our plate needs to be something that we grew, you mm -hmm. know? And um, so if we have that little bit of, of food independence here, you know, just a third. We ain't looking for a crazy amount. We understand that's that's not possible to have a crazy amount on this land, but we can have a, a difference-making amount. Yeah, so, yeah. We want to make sure we have that, but also show people how they can have that and have some freedom and some security in their food, but also understand that, well, maybe they don't plant food because they don't know what to do with it. So that's where Angela really comes in at a lot of times in the videos is, she, she's a great canner. She knows what she's doing canning. She's an amazing cook. She knows how to cook. And so we want to teach you how to grow it. But also, if you're scared to grow it because you don't know what to do with it, we want to teach you what to do with it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Does, does I, it doesn't good to grow it and not know what to do with it. I love the way you put that, that on a, on a half an acre, you, you may not can, I don't remember exactly what you said at first. You may not be able to grow a huge amount, but you can grow a difference-making amount. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, that's great. You know, I mean, if you, if you live in an apartment, an upstairs apartment and all you've got is a balcony, you can grow a difference making amount of food oh, on an apartment balcony. You oh. just have to be committed uh, to do it and, and know how to uh, make the wise use of space. Right. Uh, I, I'll never will forget the first time years and years ago when we made our first raised bed and it was when square foot gardening was all the rage, you know, and we marked off our square foot in there and it was astounding the amount of food that we could grow in one raised bed that I think was uh, four by eight or maybe it was four by 12. I think it was four by eight. I think four by eight. And it was, it was stupid. The, it was a difference making amount of food that yeah. we could grow right there in one raised bed. Another thing we use, like, we'll do session, succession planting. So we'll make sure we think about, 
I mean, we're in the process now of thinking about, okay, when we plant these cabbages and kales and here in Ohio, I mean, like it can get from cold to hot. We'll go from, from like late winter to early summer in a week. And so your cool weather crops won't necessarily have a ton of time to grow before the heat starts getting them, before your lettuce bitters and things start bolting and whatnot. And so we try to succession plant and plan out, okay, well, this takes this many days. Okay, when we're done, it should be done around the middle of June, around early July. So when that's done, how many more days do we have until it starts freezing on us? Okay, we're going to think of something else and then have that in. And then on something else, we're going to say, well, here we can do this, but then in like late August, we can plant this lettuce or this whatever. I've got some parsnips that I planted in a, in a tub out there trying to get them to grow. And they grew, but I screwed them up. <laughs> but um, but that was our first time trying it. We just tried it and they grew. I, I could probably go, go out there and pull some right now and, and have at least small parsnips. But I mean, it's just part of the thought process. Those need to be planted in early August to have a shot at all, you know? And but yeah, so we think it, about that. it's very intentional. Man, I, I, I hate uh, – Patty's going to hate that she wasn't here because that's been on the forefront of her mind um, this year is doing a better job at secession planning. Yeah. That's uh, we've, done, we've done a little bit of it. We've done a little, but not as intentionally as, as we need to. Right. And uh, that's kind of been her buzzword for this year is to do a better job at succession planning. Yeah, it's, that's how you really maximize your space. I mean, we've got one, two, three, four four, five, six, I don't know, we may have 12 raised beds. I don't know, something like that. And then the in-ground garden's probably 15 by 55 or 60, you know? And then we might shove in some, like we, the white Dixie butterbees we planted last year, we planted them behind our blueberry bushes because the blueberry bushes were short. They going to get west, uh, like evening suns so to the face in the west. And um, so that they would take, they would get a really hot spot because they love the heat. And um so we had that. We just thought, oh, you know what? We can dig up this spot here behind the blueberries and throw them in the ground and see what happens. We never grew them before. And they're fantastic. They're <laughs> wonderful. And um, so that's, you know, we just find a spot in the yard and we try to really try to use the edges of the yard. I have a privacy fence backyard. So we just try to grow everything on the edges. So the middle is wide open to go do what we need to do. And for the chickens to run around in and get some grass and whatnot. Well, it sounds to me like you're, you're really making great use of, uh, of your space. The, um, so do you, do, you, do you have any area that's not being used? Oh, yeah. Goodness, yeah. We have plenty of, plenty of grass out in the middle of the yard. We actually, the crazy thing about our property is when we bought, the, when we bought it, there was um, like a 24, 25-foot wide above-ground pool right in the middle. Wow. Okay, I don't, I swim like a rock. And so, like, <laughs> well, I'm not going to use it anyway. You know, I'm not going to, I have no use for this pool unless we put ducks in it. I don't know. And, uh, yes. but... So I knew I, ha, I knew a guy we used to go to church with. I knew his, his kids liked to swim. So I just I, I texted him and said, hey, man, um, I got this pool back here in my yard. and We don't need it. You want, you want it? <laughs> so um, he's like, who is this? <laughs> he goes, I'll be there tomorrow. So they, they came and got it. He took it down. And um, we got rid of it pretty quickly that way. And um, I didn't know anything about what to do with it anyways. And he, he could at least figure it out. The guy's smart enough. He could figure it out. And so he got that out of our, off our hands. Now we've got this space in the middle of the yard that we've got long-term plans for, but filling that hole with dirt is not cheap. And uh, yeah. so we figured that out and we got an idea of how to do things there, create a park-like setting and put trees up. But you know, so that spot is still usable. 
you know, we still have room to grow. And, um, but we still have a ton of, a ton of grass out here that the chickens can get on and eat and whatnot. And it, it's amazing really, truly what, what we've been able to do back here. Actually, it's kind of surprised me. I, I didn't think we could do this much really, but we're, but we're going to do more. <laughs> we still I love it. I love it. And, and I, and I assume that uh, your viewers will follow right along as you, as you make those additions and improvements. I hope so. I mean, that's, that's the idea, you know, just show people they can do it. You know, it's possible to do that stuff. And I mean, hopefully yeah, people connect with it and understand that, that, um, Hey, you can be more sustainable. You can, you can be more independent and God designed it this way for you. He thought about you. He created two places for you. I realized that probably on the last year, God designed, prepared two places for us. He created this earth for us to live on and for his glory, but when he gets glory, we benefit. And so for his, for his glory, but our benefit, so we can have a good life here, but also the eternal home in heaven that he went to prepare a place for us again. So he created two places for us. He's been there, but prepared us, prepared this place for us, for our benefit, prepared an eternal home for our benefit and for his glory all at the same time. And that to me is the most fantastic thing I can think about is that God came before us, walked this ground before us, understood what we needed, and then said, okay, let's take care of that. Well, I enjoyed my visit with Jason of the Art of Creation channel on YouTube, and I appreciate his efforts to glorify God in everything that he does. I think he's got his head uh, screwed on straight and his heart's in the right place. So help him out. You know what to do. Head on over. The link is in the description of this video to his YouTube channel. Go on over there and subscribe right away. Ring the bell so you can get notifications of his new videos. And go to at least one or two or 12 of his videos and comment. Well, give him a thumbs up on the videos and comment that Alderman Farms sent you. Speaking of thumbs up, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to us if you hadn't already. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time here at Alderman Farms.